Hello, we welcome you to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast. Today, we're your hosts again, Bernhard Gunther and my wife, Laura Matsu. And today we ask the question, does everyone has the potential to wake up? So, you know, definitely relating to the times we're in right now. Um, before we dive into that topic as well, we want to also uh, let you guys know that we'll be having another group coaching program coming up in August, Embodied Soul Awakening, Time of Transition, Embodied Soul Awakening for a limited group of people. And it's only by application. And there will be more information soon coming up on my website, veilofreality.com. We are right now in the middle of uh, of this group coaching program, taking a group of 25 people on this journey currently. But because of popular demand, we will be doing it again in August. So if you want to be stay informed or be notified, make sure you have signed up to my mailing list, to my newsletter on my website, veilofreality.com. And uh, so let's dive into this, you know, big topic. It's quite the title, I have to say, does everyone have the potential to wake up? So we need to, I think, start with some definitions, no? Yeah, so first we should divine waking up, which is not just about, you know, waking up to outer truths happening in reality, but more about waking up to your own true nature. However, interestingly enough, in order to wake up to your own true nature, you first have to go through the evolutionary stage where you're actually aware of the world, how it works, the cultures within it, you know, and how that conditioning affects you. So it's not just like it's, it's both an inward and an outward experience, I think. And I think, I mean, the term woke gets like thrown around and now woke doesn't even mean anything close to being, you know, like Quite aware of your own true nature. You know, woke is like basically someone who subscribes to this ideology um, that makes them basically see racism everywhere. So, um, so we're actually talking about waking up to the deeper layers of reality, which and we're going to talk about this more in depth, which really involves this deconditioning process. So when we're born, we are conditioned by the family of origin we're born into, the cultural conditioning of those times, the conditioning of the country. So in order to really wake up or to start that process of really connecting to your soul and your true self, you actually have to first decondition yourself from reality. And I think that's what we're seeing actually now. We see a lot of, and you've written about this a lot, we see a lot of people who are in these like so-called kind of like yoga or healing modalities who basically don't actually think for themselves so it's yeah. very fascinating to see, and it's a really kind of interesting question to ask because now we have this culture of mass kind of spiritual materialism through mainstream yoga, mainstream Buddhism, even other healing modalities that have kind of reached the mainstream. But not every single person within who practices these modalities is actually a true individual. And that's actually one of the critical steps to waking, waking up to your true nature. Yeah, as you as you describe that, very good points which we all need to dive into. But you know, going back to the question, does everyone have the potential to wake up? So, 
as you just mentioned, uh, waking up, there are different levels to wake up. But before we can actually wake up, quote unquote, or engage in the process of awakening, we need to acknowledge that we are asleep. Yes. You know, like there's a famous quote by Gurdjieff that most people, um, you know, are dreaming, sleepwalking, or they're sleepwalking, dreaming to be awake. So that's the sleeping state we're in, dreaming to be awake, as most people find themselves. Yeah. And going back to the question, does everyone have the potential to wake up? Well, in light of the evolution of consciousness in the bigger picture, everyone, yes, has the potential. But we are really relating this question to this time you're in right now, to this current cycle or incarnation, so to speak. Yeah. You know, because the awakening process, the process of soul embodiment, soul evolution goes over lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. So we need to define, yeah, what does it mean to be awake? And in the true, ironically, you mentioned, you know, a lot of popular yoga teachers and, you know, or even spiritual teachers who go along with the agenda right now, mm -hmm, what's happening mm -hmm. in the world. The, the, I spelled out the COVID cult and just mindlessly follow authority, listening to the big pharma medical mafia establishment to take an experimental vax and all of that. They go along with it. So the irony, because I mentioned yogis, is you know, true to be truly awake, meaning is union with the divine, right? That's the ultimate awakened state. Yes. That's why, in that sense, and I've said this many times before, I don't consider myself awake in the true meaning of the word, complete union with the divine, enlightenment, and all of that. You know, what you know, all the various enlightened masters have experienced and talked about, which you even cannot even put into words because language loses its meaning. It, it cannot be conceptualized. Well, I'm going to try to put it into right. words we later. Can, we can try to put it into words. <laughs> we will. You know, I mean, there's, there's words can hint at it, so yes. to speak, right? Yes, yes, exactly. But I would even um, challenge the view that even in our current uh, state of being of humanity, even if you achieve enlightenment, if many has, masters have achieved it, that's still not the end state of a true awakening. Because as Sri Aurobindo said, we're just in a transitional phase. Hum humanity is, we, or man is a transitional being. We haven't finished evolution. So the ultimate awakened state is a complete spiritualization of your being, of completely having conquered and even transcended death. Yes. Right? Which we are not even close. But we can to. still work on these various evolutionary stages. Exactly. And especially deconditioning from the consensus state, which I really want to get into, yeah. and individuating and then moving into the spiritualized state. So we can still reach, I think, even even though times are really chaotic, you know, from a tantric Buddhist perspective, the more chaos in the world, the more materials for self-work and to wake up because you have more stuff to work with, you know? Yeah. And that's really, the path is not thinking that like your journey is going to go easy and you can just escape to the Himalayas and get enlightened. No, 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 no. Actually, even though I don't want to live in a city, the best place to be a bodhisattva and to practice the work is in the middle of the city because it's also the hardest, right? And we even see that when we go on trips too, to big cities and I'm like, whoa, the consciousness here is just like we live dense. in. Yeah, it's very dense. And like, it's it's this has been my experience going back to cities ever since I kind of committed myself to the quote unquote spiritual path. You know, I would come back from like Peru and go in the city and I would just see people just not in their bodies, just living out as almost like these cartoon personalities that were so disconnected from soul and spirit. And it was just 
fascinating to see it with these new eyes because I think in my own way, like I had checked out to connecting to the outer reality as my own trauma response, you know? So when you start to really see that, and also I think when you start to change your own consciousness and then relate to the everyday people, it can be quite almost like alarming from a soul perspective because you really see that there is, like you said, a lot of people sleepwalking and thinking that they're awake, but the soul is like barely there. Yeah. So again, if you really look into this process of awakening and and the potential to wake up, it, you know, we can look at it from different lenses, as you just mentioned. First of all, the understanding that awakening is a process. So there are different levels of awakening. Like you just mentioned, that first of all, there's a deconditioning, deprogramming on the very basic level of cultural, social programming, right? Yes. We have been conditioned, programmed, brainwashed since childhood with the reality or even history of the world that that's not true. Right? Yes, and the reality also of our parents. Exactly. So all of that. So there's the basic deconditioning. So there's also it also entails seeking quote unquote truth externally, as most people engage, questioning the world, what we've been told and taught. And then these times we're in right now, as you said, as the matrix is clamping down with more propaganda lies, it actually helps the awakening process because it it makes a lot of more people who have the true potential to question what is going on. Yes. And that's really the the prerequisite. And I mentioned again that the ultimate prerequisite and to engage in the awakening process, you need to admit to yourself, hold on, I am conditioned. I'm not fully aware. I'm sleepwalking. There's a lot of things I believe. I need to question my beliefs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and what have been told and taught. That's like the the very basics right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and then from there on, you know, you question the world. You seek truth and whatnot. And that's but that's just a small little step. The ultimate awakening process is when it's then more internally oriented. Yes. Right when we go beyond just beliefs or whatever information or the the, the world, uh, the consensus, the status quo, the governments are telling us, yes, we need to weed through the lies and seek truth and speak out about it, especially now. But ultimately, you know, as Gurdjieff's famous quote, I can pull it up later, you know, uh, is facing the lies we've been telling ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Our own, which also relate to ultimately our wounds, our traumas, shadow aspects, and all of that childhood wounding going, going back lifetimes, all of that is deep conditioning of the ego personality. And that work is not easy work. It's yeah. called the great work for a reason. And that's, you know, uh, maybe I'll, should I start talking about the different evolutionary conditions? Yeah. Because this is very related to what you said. So we've talked about this on the previous podcast. So please listen to that also for some context. But we're basically going to discuss it from the evolutionary astrology perspective, which also relates to many esoteric teachings across the ages. And so uh, Jeffrey Wolf Green, who's the founder of the system of astrology, has divided the stages of evolution into three states, the consensus, the individuated, and spiritual state. And they also have subdivisions within them. Um, But what kind of we're speaking to, what you wake up from is the consensus state, which relates to Saturn. And the consensus state is driven by this underlying desire to conform, 
they're to conform to the consensus ideas of society, culture, tribe, country. So when you're in the consensus state, you get your values and your sense of meaning from life and your morals and your sense of what is right and wrong from the prevailing consensus, meaning mainstream ideas of whatever society you're born into. So your lives are just an extension of the condi cultural conditioning, basically. And you cannot step outside the the box. And then fascinating, he says, the underlying hallmark of the consensus state is self-righteousness born out of conformity, trigger, which, is like, which is like <laughs> just so apt to these times and like the virtue signaling that exactly. goes on. And that's also what I've experienced is like there's a lot of people who are almost like they're self-righteous in their ignorance and it's yes. fascinating and like that's kind of what like i felt because i i felt i was always up against people like that because i was at one point in my journey you know people around me you know i was very like almost like confrontational and like wanting to quote unquote wake them up even though i wasn't even even close to being awake in the true meanings of the world but basically what i wanted them to do is to think outside the box to individuate you know um and so you know with this with this consensus state it is really about kind of like learning about the structures of society identifying with the structure of society and then at a certain point the soul desires to like get ahead in life that kind of capricorn mentality you know we're like okay i want more power i want to be rich i want to be popular i want to be famous you know that's that drive you know um and then and then at the peak consensus state these people actually reach positions of power you know, within the society. So the third subdivision of the consensus state is these are the people who are in positions of power, you know, so even politicians, business, like business CEOs, people really on top of the world, you know, but then I'm going to basically the turning point for the consensus state is when the soul kind of explores all the desires that the consensus tells them that they should want, they get rich, famous, powerful, or whatever it is they're seeking, you know, then they realize that doesn't fulfill them. And they're like, okay, there must be something more to life, you know, and then this is the awakening into what he says, the alienation from the normal life that brings the soul into the individuated state. And I'm just going to say one more thing about that, because when you're in the first subdivision of the individuated state, basically the soul is kind of um, stuck in between almost consensus and individuated individuation. And they try to live a normal life and they try to have a normal job and they try mm. to have normal friends mm -hmm. yet inwardly they feel, and they know they can no longer identify with the reality. And this friction creates a very real state of living a lie, which is kind of what you just pointed at. So that's kind of what happens when you move from consensus to individuation is you try and like, because the consensus state is so comfortable for you and it, it provides a sense of security because you're used to it, to individuate within that can like, to take that next step, it can cause a lot of friction because inwardly, you know, you may be listening to podcasts, you may be going to workshops, you may be learning things that are outside of the consensus state. Maybe even people listening to this podcast are in that place, yet at the same time, you know, they're still living in that consensus reality, which I find really fascinating. Yeah. So that that's really fascinating. I also read this recently in the book you showed me, Evolutionary Astrology by Jeffrey Wolf Green. Really a lot of gnosis, literally, I would say, not knowledge and gnosis he downloaded. It's, he, this guy's a fascinating person in himself, right? Yeah, he's so, weird, definitely like, a yeah, character. No, no, but, but, you know, he has really like, you know, if, if you look at his personal story, it's really fascinating how he came across this knowledge too. Because 
I'm pointing that out because it is mirrored in various different esoteric traditions as well. And here's the point, really, when we talk about, especially in this day and age, does everyone have the potential to wake up, right? We do the best to speak truth, to spread seeds of awareness, to help humanity wake up to what's really going on. But, and I've said this many times before, and this confirmed by, you know, what Jeffrey Wolf Green talked about, but other esoteric traditions is that with currently, I think, what, 7 billion people on this planet, right? There are vast different levels of soul evolution, soul embodiment, levels of consciousness. Exactly, yeah. And the biggest mistake or like illusion many of us i'm not taking myself out of the occlusion uh, out of the equation we have done this for a long time is that we assume that everybody is the same that everybody can just awaken if we just give them the right information or the right conditions no, yeah, situation yeah. and whatnot just convince them you know everything will be fine but the issue with this is number one we actually project from a basic youngin perspective even project our soul potential onto others that don't necessarily have it yeah right so, you know, there, and then you can also, because this whole you know, ties into another spiritual truth, higher truth that's completely abused, especially in new age pop spiritual teachings, the idea that we all want. And yes, we all want, all is one, everything is a play of God, you know, experiencing we are himself all from subjectively. from the same source, source. Is that's what it means. Exactly. Which doesn't mean, and this 3D density of this human experience, that we're all the same. Yeah. There are vast different levels of being. And there's vast different levels of connection to that source. Exactly. So does everyone have the potential to wake up doing this in this incarnation cycle right now? No. And it's completely fine. There's, there's no error. This is the way it is from the light of the evolution of consciousness. Yes. As you just described, really fascinating the the different states. Um, there's even another one below the consensus state you mentioned, oh, right? Oh, yeah. So the dimly evolved state, which is very <laughs> offensive to, to He, to he literally calls it dimly. He calls it dimly evolved. So and it's basically correct. either... You've basically just evolved from another form, or you could have de-evolved in a in a higher human form. So this is people who have like real like disabilities. Maybe they as just well. graduated from the animals. That's what they say, kingdom. like people yeah. with you know dis disabilities, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, like even people with uh, because he says that a lot of that's them so actually <laughs> are marked by a joy and innocence, and that's actually what I see in people with Down syndrome. You know, like there's mm -hmm. like a purity to them, although they don't have the same level of self-awareness you know but it's fast anyway so there yeah. is so there's, there's a small one. percentage yeah. below the individuated state but what or just, sorry the consensus state exactly yeah. so what i'm just trying to get it you know obviously this ties into another concept i've been talking and writing about it a lot uh, for lots of my work on veilofreality.com know about this topic organic portals soulless humans right mm. uh, tom montag has also written about this i also recommend his article spiritless spiritless humans uh it's i would based Sorry, I would say though, um, soulless humans would actually be more consensus. Consensus, than, exactly. Yes. That's what I was exactly trying to get at. Like this, this concept based on um, esoteric Christianity, specifically Boris Moraviev's work, um, um, shows about these quote what he called two races inhabiting Earth, right? And you can totally relate. It's the consensus state. And it's the difference between Adamic man and pre-Adamic man. Adamic man being sold individuals that have the potential to wake up, right? Mm -hmm. Potential meaning it just awakening doesn't happen by itself. Like, as you mentioned before, the soul, you know, the psychic being within the soul makes itself heard. And there's a drive 
to engage in the grid work because it takes effort to wake up. It doesn't, conscious evolution doesn't happen by itself. You need to engage it consciously yes. through the inner work, through the great work, Definitely, right? Definitely, yeah. And pre-Adamic man does not have that soul potential. And basically you can reference pre-Adamic man to the consensus state of people who actually only um, live, you can use the chakra, let's, let's use a chakra model on the first three uh, chakras. Right? Yeah, the the root, the solar plexus, and and um, no, the what is it? The root, the solar plexus, and, and the, the sacral. The sacral. Thank you. So basically, just physical uh, ego consciousness. Yes, and there and that's all they can perceive and see the reality through. Mm -hmm. So they have not even the capability nor the inner wiring at all to perceive any spiritual truths. They will deny. They are the atheists. So from their point of and view, their state of evolution, where they're at without being able to activate the higher centers in their current state of evolution, they speak truth. You cannot, you know, from their point of, uh, the way they experience the world. Yeah. So they, they deny spirituality and all of that. They can mimic it. That's another point of your organic portals. They can mimic it, right? Uh, you know, uh, but they don't embody, they don't uh, truly live it. But they exist in this lower state, so to speak, which is not low in the sense of bad or negative because we've all been there because it's part of the evolution of consciousness and from the esoteric tradition also, uh, in light of organic portals, they all, all don't have an individualized soul. They are connected to like a, a group soul, right? Like similar to the animal or the or the plant kingdom. There's no individ true individuated soul. And that completely correlates and ties into the idea of the consensus state, right? Yes. The herd mentality, basically. Yeah, exactly. And they can only engage with spirituality through the consensus religion. So if the consensus right. tells them going to church is good, right. then they can go to church, but they can't actually grasp any deeper truths or meaning within that. Yeah. But once you start to like you know, reach the higher strata of the of the of the consensus state, then basically the soul progressively both loses its desire to fit in and also starts asking, okay, is there something more to life than the consensus has told me? So that's the main stepping stone is you have to start to wonder that, you know? And some people also, like for me, I mean, I also have Uranus on my south node. So I think the individuation process had continued previous lifetimes, but I basically never felt like I fit in. That was my struggle because I saw the consensus. I saw the way the world operated and I never was able to find my place in it. And I real and I realize now growing up, going to school, going to high school, even going to college, like the the I was such a rebel and always like just seeing through the lies, seeing through the bullshit, seeing how I wasn't learning anything of real value, how that was actually an individuation process, which actually leads me to the first individual or the second individuation subdivision of the individuated so state. I, I want to just sorry to interject, but so this is very important to understand because even with this topic of organic portal soul as humans, which by the way is one still the most read a blog I've I've ever written. There's a lot of resources in there. So for you to check out as well. I'm talking to the listener. But I have to say it also as a disclaimer, it's been the most distorted, almost abused 
article or topic because you can if you don't really understand if you don't have a certain level of awareness and being and really understand yeah. not just intellectually oh, you can easily distort this knowledge and use it as a weapon right you can then judge people or call you know organic portals or consensus state people or whatever are not even themselves they're not the psychopaths no. everybody and i've even read this uh, wrote this in the article everybody every single person is on the on a level of the consensus state or organic portal you know even sold individuals until they actively consciously engage in the process of individuation engage in the inner work esoteric work the great work yeah. to wake up the soul until has then to every, want that. we all everybody's on that level yes right and i also think it's possible we can kind of like be born in an individuated state and then we can lose ourselves temporarily right. in some aspect through the conditioning of society like many of us do through high school through elementary school through even going to college and then when we wake up later you know and we realize holy crap like what am i doing you know and some people like like me had difficulty doing it the whole time and we thought something was wrong with us you know what it you know? reminds me of what you just said that falling back reminds me of the concept of wanderers or the bodhisattva you know there's i feel especially during this time of transition quote-unquote higher evolved souls have decided to incarnate during this time you know voluntarily to help mm. right but because of incarnating back into a lower density yes and the issue of of forgetting right mm. and then you get thrown into samsara again the karmic flow mm -hmm. you can actually you know you need to remember actually where you came from so like people many people for a lot of people the awakening process is not most often actually not anything learning anything new but remembering where you actually came from and what you already, who you already are yeah, so that's, it's a more process of remembering, especially remembering. for souls that are you know have already individuated, but are you know yes. thrown back into this this three D reality, and then like you said, you deal again with the same conditioning, brainwashing, and then you also notice that if the soul has already individuated in previous lifetimes, of the um, inability to adjust or fit in as, as a as a child or. Yes. Or a young teen, right? Exactly. So basically, you know, to move, because there's three, also three subdivisions in the individuated state, Jeffrey Wolf Green talks about, you know, um, you know, the, the friction of living a lie, which I just spoke to, and how these people tend to either, they seek out work just to get by, or they actualize work that becomes symbolic of the identity they're establishing, you know, but eventually, and this is how you move from the first to second subdivision, is this person begins to distance themselves from consensus relationship and form relationships with other alienated souls like themselves. And then I'm going to lead into the second subdivision of the individual, which reminds me so much of my high school, where the soul begins to rebel at its highest. <laughs> this rebellion can be so extreme that they throw off any ideas that are part of consensus. So they were like, F everything, F the world. That was totally me when I hit like 13, 14. And they may experience an existential void and typically hang out with other alienated souls. Mm. That was me too. I was yeah, like literally hanging out with all the weirdos and all the misfits. And even though I was like, I had like, you know, I guess you could say abilities that would allow me to fit into the consensus, meaning I was like attractive and I could be funny and entertaining. I couldn't do, like just something in me was like, F this, I hate these people, you know, yeah. like, so I threw off the consensus uh, conditioning at that point and 
You know, he also says they have a deep fear of integrating into society in any way because they believe it will take away from their hard-won individuality. So they tend mm. to hang out with the true counterculture of society and be very critical of society, which reinforces their self-righteousness in this sense of alienation. Wow. Okay. And so let me just finish this. Yeah, yeah, so ahead. one more line. And eventually they realize their fear of integrating into society is just a fear and they will integrate into, into it, but with their individuality intact. Mm. So that's really key. That's great. That's also the first time I hear this as you read it. So that's fascinating because I can also totally relate to looking at back in my high school days. <laughs> I could never fit in with the cool. I didn't want to fit in. I did, you know, I was bullied, wasn't fun of. But I was also hanging out with the misfits, with the high school dropouts, the the artists, the musicians, the, you know, the drug addicts. Basically, literally, I was hanging out with people on 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 smack and what. I was wasn't even into drugs back then, but I just um, could relate. There was something that was drawing me to them. You know mm. what I mean? They're also the the true counterculture, right? Yes. Not, we're not talking not about the hipster, hipster counterculture. Nike, Nike woke counterculture. We're not talking about burners, burning yeah. men, kind of hips, hipster kind of stylist counterculture, which is yeah. a whole topic on its own. Yeah. And then also what you mentioned, the fear of then being reintegrated in the consensus yeah, so, state. So, that, so, yeah, exactly. So they have a, um, basically they have a deep fear of integrating in society in any way because they believe it will take away from their hard-won exactly, individuality. Because then I remember like a high school, I just went to University of Munich for a couple of semesters just because everybody else was doing it. I was pressured by my parents, but I hated it. Yeah. And then finally found, as a, you know, that's a whole story in itself, finally found through a friend, got into drums, playing music, like fuck, I'm, quit university mm. and also rejected back then all of the goals and people in the so-called consensus state have you know yeah. what i mean oh just have a job have a good income make some money find a partner family house all of that you know what i mean all these career what everyday life goals people had i was completely rejecting yeah like, I, no i'm not gonna do this same yeah and then also can similar i mean i had my days back then listening to early 90s rage against the machine fuck you i wonder what you tell yeah, exactly. me um so it's fascinating so just really confirm so this is also that's what even if you look in 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 the society right now of children growing up difficult children difficult teenagers what they're actually engaging they're actually in the process of individuating yes they're actually on a higher degree of soul evolution yeah but you know in light of the matrix they are a threat to the consensus state that's you can true, even yeah. esoterically seeing in Moravia's work, um, you know, with organic portals, he called it about the general law, which you can substitute for the matrix. Then they become a th the um, you know people who um, start to individuate become a threat to the matrix, to the general law, right? Yeah. And then you're being seen as as something is wrong with you. You mm -hmm. know, take this pill. You know, you're mm. being demonized because you become a threat. To, to the establishment to the and even a threat yeah. to the consensus people who are then as organic portals can act as agent smiths and they can pull you down. It can be For even sure. people in your own family, your parents, yeah. friends, right? If you're not individuated If enough. you're not individuated. So that's there's a struggle, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Between I the consensus state and the individuated state. Especially in this first subdivision of the individuated state where this person may be interested in other topics that go outside of the consensus state, yet they still try and live a normal life, have a normal job. I think that's like the push and pull. But when you reach this subdivision of the individuated state and you really begin to rebel like I like that's it was just so confirming for like pretty much my whole once I hit preteens because I was always like the kid who like 
they knew I was smart, but I never paid attention. I never listened to the rules. And it was so frustrating. That was like the critique I got from every single teacher is like, oh, she has so much potential, but she's not using it, you know? Potential like, to, to, to yeah, make it big in the consensus exactly, state. Exactly, to make it big in the consensus state. And then, you know, I never cared because I was like, for me, it was just in like in my soul, I could be like, I just, I could see through the bullshit. It was not possible for me to get along in the consensus state because I think you have to have that desire to conform. You have to have that desire to get ahead in the way that the consensus is set up. And I never had that, yeah. you know? And and basically, you know, then you move into the third subdivision of the individuated state eventually where you integrate back in society, but you remain, you keep your individuality intact. And then the soul begins to manifest a role in society as a truly unique and gifted individual. Well, that reminds me of, and that I may interject, um, on the hero's journey. Yes, right? right? Yes. The call to adventure, which is also the process of individuation. That's true, and yeah. And then the return, right? Yes. To be integrated back as the almost like the bodhisattva to bring in your gifts, yes. not to go back into consensus state, but help others, yes. right? In their process of individuation. Exactly. And this means that they basically, you know, they find a unique gift that can help the consensus evolve and they manifest that gift in society but at the same time, they're distant. They can keep their distance from the consensus, even if they're involved in it. So these people tend to be very aware of various beliefs, values, and morals, and like of the whole world. And they're kind of world citizens, and they don't just identify, you know, with their cultural programming. But inwardly, they start to ask this exist this question of it, the nature of existence, creation. They really start to ask the question, "Who am I?" So progressively, you know, you move into the next stage which we'll get into in a second which is a you open your consciousness to the universal cosmic forces not through consensus religions but through universal connections to like god or goddess like you really start to have that direct experience and that's when you move into the to the spiritualized state and some examples interesting that he gives of the third division of the individuate state are like einstein and like carl Jung, you know and you see them because like they're kind of they're playing the role in in mainstream society like Carl Jung was a psycho psychologist i think um I almost said psychiatrist, but psychologist. But so he was playing a role in the consensus state. He had a title, a role that's consensus reality. Yet at the same time, he was really even individuating in the midst of the context of the consensus state of the psychological reality. So it's not just playing that role, but it's also individuating even in that consensus role. I think that's a key point. Yeah, exactly. So I want to just in, go back in reference of potential of waking up, the process of awakening in light of what we just discussed, uh, evolutionary astrology, different states. And because it's mirrored, it's very fascinating because I look at the esoteric uh, teaching of esoteric Christianity, Gnosis, Moravia's work, which I kind of highly recommend it. And as well as Sri Aurobindo's Integral Yoga, he also talks exactly about that. Right? Mm -hmm. It's very confirming um, that in light of, of his integral yoga teachings, the evolution of consciousness, the awakening process, right, to bring the psychic being to the front, to unite with the divine, um, you have first even said has to, have to get out of the crowd. You have, he literally said out of the, you know, you can, the crowd is the consensus state. You have to first individuate yourself, yes. separate yourself from the crowd, build a healthy ego, and really, you know, consciously approach separation with boundaries 
from the consensus state, from the crowd, from the hive mind. Exactly. In integral yoga as well, before you can actually engage in the higher work, in the spiritual work, right? Yeah. To really unite with the divine and then really dismantle the ego and become unified on a much higher level. Exactly. And that's what people miss, right? People try to sidestep even pop spirituality, new age distortion of spirituality. People try to get from the consensus state straight to the spiritual self, and that's not possible. You're engaging in spiritual bypassing. Yes. Right? You have to consciously engage in the process of individuation, which also implies to consciously create a healthy ego, a healthy separated sense of self, which sounds paradoxical, right, mm -hmm. to, to, to the spiritual path because we're always being told the ego is bad and all of that. Well, you know, the ego is mostly what we call the bad ego. It's an erotic ego with all our conditioning, wounding and programming and trauma responses. That's what we need to work through to come to a healthy sense of self and then engage in the, in the great work to spiritualize our being. Even Carl Jung said, I remember his famous quote, I'm paraphrasing, the half, half, um, the first half of your life is to develop a healthy ego and the second part of your life is to destroy it again or get rid of it in light of, you know, spiritualizing. And you can not just in one lifetime, but over lifetimes. Exactly. So we really want to point this out, these different phases of the evolution of consciousness and even going b deeper, you know, uh, in light of um, the different densities, so to speak, in light of the evolution of consciousness, starting with matter, stone, up to the plant, animal kingdom, human, then human, humanity, the human being up to the spiritual state and beyond. So you go 1D, 2D, 3D, 4D, 5D, all of that. And it's very fascinating because, again, understanding that we are one but not all the same, like a lot of people that walk the earth are in a very like dimly evolved state that are literally people also ties into organic pole, organic poles that just have graduated the animal uh, plant kingdom, their first incarnation as a human being. Mm -hmm. So naturally, they're just here to exp uh, experience, explore physical reality. Yes. They have no ability or capability to uh, um, access the higher centers or develop them. That happens over lifetime and lifetimes. And I like how he points it out, then within that, there are all kinds of graduation. You know what I mean? It's not that black and white that there's all evolved people, you know, with, with soul potential and organic portals. It's not that dual you know this binary it's very more nuanced and there's vast different levels of soul development within that like these subdivisions are like what he points out as well yeah so that's very important to understand and that's really important to keep in mind in light of what's happening right now in the world yeah right with this uh, crackdown of of the matrix the new world order um you know the the covert cult and and the uh, the vaccinations and all the woke ideologies. What that ha what's happening now is actually really fascinating. In a positive sense, you everybody's true level of being is being exposed of where they are at. Yes, right. Because I don't care what people, how popular people are. Oh, let's let's crack back a bit. Uh, go back there a little bit. What you mentioned before. Um, it's really fascinating, and, and Jeffrey Wolf Green talked about and with the consensus state. Then when we talk about people, famous people, popular. You know, people are popular, like, I mean, truly famous celebrities, rock stars, musicians, even rock stars, spiritual leaders, who their, knows? Their peak consensus state. Their peak consensus state. <laughs> they are on, you can only be popular if you're still part of the consensus state yes, because they are exactly. an expression of that and you relate to that. Exactly. If you're truly yeah. individuated, the more soul embodied you are, the true individual, the less famous you're actually able to get unless you yeah. regress back and quote unquote sell your soul. So you appeal to the consensus state again. 
Yes, if you're truly you- individuate, it's actually the other way around. The consensus they will try to will reject you, attack you, and try to tear you down. At least or ignore certain- you because they cannot relate anyway. Yeah, at least at certain stages, because he does, which I think we're probably just going to have to get into the second hour, he does talk about the different spiritual states Mm. as well. And as you progress, like, I mean, the highest level of spiritual state is like, you know, Jesus or Buddha or these like Surya or something, where then you begin to radiate this source energy. And then you start to work with the community and then slowly your influence expands beyond death, your death, you know? So I think there is a point where, I mean, Sri Aurobindo even, he's very well known, you know, but he's still not like consensus well known, no, you know? But anyway, we'll have to get into that a second hour. But yeah. the main thing is, is like the, this point of individuation, you know? And mm-hmm. then you also have to separate yourself from consensus reality as well. And by the way, you know, even though we're just talking about this casually, to move from that consensus state into this individuation state is actually a traumatic process as well. It's disillusionment. And alienation Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, because people find a lot of comfort in defining themselves, getting their ideas from consensus reality, having everything be the same. It's, It's driven by the sense of almost like security and stability, you know. So the moment that you truly start to move into this individuated state, you're in this place of tremendous insecurity. You also don't have the comfort of your friend group and your peers to give you validation or back you up, you know? So that's, that's a difficult, that's a difficult, painful process. And I do think for people who are in this individuated state, you know, I know for myself, I've had to go through several cycles of individuation within within one lifetime as well. And each time I had to do that, it was painful because the consensus, like the consensus tends to attack people. Yeah, actually. that's the general law, the yeah. agent, agent Smith. Yes, because right? yeah. you're, you're not like us and you remind us of, of, of what we've forgotten, basically, on a soul level. Yeah. That's what's happening, you know. Um, And so we'll get more into that in the second hour. But the main thing is, is like a lot of this is not is I think at birth, I think it is actually determined because it's a continuation of multiple lifetimes. So, yes, you can evolve. I, I do believe that you can evolve and evolve to certain states in a lifetime but it does take a lot of sincere work and it does take the soul potential to answer the question that we proposed at the beginning is like you know um for instance i'll give the example this is also used in tibetan buddhism a lot is the example of milarepa who basically like he did like black magic on this whole village and like killed people you know but through atoning and through karma yoga, basically, that his teacher made him do, he was able to basically move from this, like, very, I guess you could say, uh, you know, evil state of consciousness into an enlightened being. But it still took that karma yoga and it still took that intention. Yeah. And for the most part, you know, is that most people have no desire to do this. They're actually very comfortable with their ignorance. He even says that the consensus, I'll say it again, is they tend to have a sense of self-righteousness, which is born out of, <laughs> born out of the conformity, you know? So when you see that with other people, 
and you want to get them from like A to Z and like move them in. Like it's it, first of all, even that desire to like help to work on another soul and help them evolve is coming from a lower state of consciousness within yourself. And I'm not saying we can't help people. And I think when you move into the spiritual state, you start to have the true desire to help others, you know, because you become more of a channel for this kind of source God consciousness. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, to want to do that for others is most often coming from wounding within ourselves where we feel maybe we had to want to change our parents or we want to change the people around us. Because the fact of the matter is, is even if you incarnate, you could incarnate into a certain family who are super consensus and be very individuated, you know? So it's not that you just ancestrally somehow like get spiritual gifts or whatever. No, 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 no. Like your brother can be in a, a completely different state than you no, or that's, your siblings, that's, you know? I want to so, so, yeah. so on that, I want even like it says in there's a track tradition of organic portals, you know, these quote unquote soulless humans can be part of your own family, can mm -hmm. be your mother, brother, sister, mom, dad, even child. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's, just, that, that's the original meaning of the pollution of the bloodlines, the intermixing of the bloodlines, right? Because in the ancient times, they were, they were aware of the different levels of soul being, soul evolution, which we've totally forgotten. Now we get externally, now we bind the pathology of identity politics mm. on a pathology, you know, on the idea of just, you know, sex is almost like, you know, you choose your sex based on whatever you feel like, yes. <laughs> you know, going against divine or natural law. Yes. But I really want to point out, we're going to go more in depth in this, in this in the second hour, but you really hit the nail on the head. This transition from consensus state to individuated state is not a walk in the park. It's not one day you decide, okay, I'm going to not be part of the crowd anymore. I'm going to be an individual. No. This is, this entails, you know, this is, even as a tech tradition in Moravev calls the moral bankruptcy or the complete disillusionment. It's the death of the personality, the death of the consensus, you know, personality that was uh, getting its, uh, its value from the crowd. And yeah. it's very traumatizing to eject from that. I see this even now. We see this with people we work with, right? In this day and age right now, a lot of people are waking up because of what's happening in the world. There's a lot of potential souls waking up out of the consensus state and want to individuate but it's not that easy and you can see it even you know the contradiction within themselves because part of them still wants to hold on to the consensus state hold on to their past desires yeah. wants and needs of people they're very their attached friends, to yeah. their friends and all of that right so you know it reminds me again of the famous quote of i've mentioned it many times before by adi ashanti right when he says many people say they want to awaken but what they really say they just want to be happy in their dream life but the awakening is, is a destructive process yes and that's you know as even as a tech tradition they call it in the necessity to cross the threshold right and that threshold you know, once you cross it, then, you know, you are truly on the path. But not many people are still like in between and it doesn't happen by itself. We need, we need, as Gurdjieff said, super efforts to eject ourselves from the matrix consensus state because it has such a grip on us, on everything, because it will affect your whole life, not only internally, but also externally. Yes, right. exactly. And imagine you grow up doing what the consensus tells you to do, going to school, getting the job that you're supposed to, having the family that you're supposed to, and then you start to individuate and you have this life around you, you know, that you that is not e so easy to detangle yourself from. Like, I'm lucky in a sense because I rebelled very young and was never like even, I never thought I would get married, by the way. <laughs> 
because that was a consensus thing but actually now getting married is uh is very anti-consensus because because by the way i want to also just touch on that before we end the podcast is the consensus also changes with the time so that's really key Mm, to understand is because even though like because growing growing up i'm sure people listen to this podcast i was literally raised by like hippies who had a guru my brothers had indian names we had a we grew our own food we were vegetarian I was anti-consensus at that point, and that's and but then when that became too, it was so uh, funny because as soon as that became popular, I was no longer identified with it because some people have this individuation woven into them, and the moment the consensus catches up to them, they're like, okay, I got it. That's not an expression of who I am anymore, you know. So it's always the point is that the the beliefs and the customs and the norms of the consensus state is changing as the culture changes, as the status quo changes. And you see that so like um, poignantly, even though I think that the the right has its own consensus state within it. But now, you know, when I was growing up, the consensus state was being like a Christian kind of like traditional. conservative, traditional person, you know. But now the consensus state is actually this liberal leftist kind of ideology, which is fascinating because they're also the people who have reached the positions of power within this consensus state. Yeah, but that also shows you that, you know, why these, uh, I mentioned it over and over again, conscious efforts are needed. The awakening process is not a walk in the park. You only get as much as you put into it. And that's why you see people in the past consensus state who have even like been rebelled and were trying to individuate, even like your parents, for example, or many of the hippies back then, uh, you know, but then they regressed back in the consensus state. They become part of the mainstream again. (laughs) Why? Because, you know, it was just a fleeting moment, but they never really sincerely engaged in the work. That's what it comes down to. They didn't really individuate on a soul level. That's That's what I mean. And to truly individuate, you need to engage in in this work. What's inner work? You have to make conscious super efforts. You know, it doesn't happen by itself. It doesn't happen just by, you know, changing a belief or anything. It's it's difficult in a work. And I do think that like when you're kind of like in between the consensus and the individuated state, there is the potential, just how there's a potential for you to also devolve, you know, he calls it involution to a, you know, dimly evolved state as well. Like, you know, there is the potential to just keep moving back into the consensus state. So you see people what I see with the hippies and what happened with them is they started to move into the first stage of the individuated state, maybe even the second stage because they were rebels back then. But then what happened is they wanted to appear normal and they also didn't maintain their individuation. That's the, that's the interesting thing. Yeah, and so the now a lot tense. of hippies are actually third subdivision. They're in positions of power in the consensus state. Yeah. Very fascinating. But so, yeah, we're going to talk about on the next hour as well, because we, we totally didn't get into the spiritualized state, mm-hmm. which is also a very important step. Um, and then just also talking about that more as well. And then it also just that's why it takes a certain type of person to really commit to the spiritual path. Like you really have to have some sincere desire within you to unite with God or source or whatever you want to call it to unite from the place in which you came. So that sincerity is key and it comes from the soul. Exactly. So we'll talk about that as well. And I also want to touch upon in light of the times we're in right now, especially a lot of uh, the topic of vaccination, the COVID cult and all of that is on people's mind. And a lot of people, you know, uh, are very, you know, 
sad or disturbed or uh, dealing with family members getting the jab and 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 how to deal with that and friends and families uh, in this splitting of humanity we're in right now how to deal with that and how can we truly again help people help people wake up uh, i mean we i think we have had a podcast about this before how to help uh, the world in the current times yeah, we're in right now but exactly. i want, want to touch upon it in light of what we are exploring right now the different states of consciousness individuated uh, consensus spiritualized in light of topic of organic portals other esoteric traditions in light of integral yoga and how we can really apply this practically uh in during these times we're in right now so if you want to go deeper with it, us please tune into the second hour and you can only do this if you're a member um already maybe if not uh sign up at my website veilofreality.com it will give you access to all the second hours of all podcasts including the membership forum and with that being said see you guys on the other side